Hey guys, Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative here. It is our Sunday night, 8 to 9.30 episode of the Tattooed Conservative. Guys, how are you guys all doing tonight? First and foremost, I wanted to take a break here. Uh, some really bad news came about today, guys. Um, any of you basketball player fans, especially Laker fans, or uh, guys from my generation. I'm 30. Uh, I grew up with Kobe Bryant being a uh, leader and hero to me and a lot of my friends. And guys, Kobe, along with eight other people, died in a helicopter crash that had happened earlier on today, California, and it was being reported most of the day. At first, people weren't really sure if it was a hoax or the truth, but the fact of the matter is Kobe Bryant did pass away today at the age of 41, along with eight other people, one of which was his daughter. So my heart goes out to that family, my heart goes out to his wife, and to all the other families that were impacted by today. But guys, that's just one thing that has um, really been going on today, and it's been the center of media for most of the day, we've still got the impeachment trial of uh, President Donald Trump going on. And I don't know about you, but when I look at this impeachment trial, I'm getting more and more frustrated and more and more fed up. It seems as, you know, the Democrats controlled the congressional aspect of this. They controlled every inch of it from the way things went to setting the rules to how the votes went and to what was accepted as evidence. Now in Senate, daily, they're bringing more and more and more things and just throwing them out there with no real answers, no real anything. Again, a lot of it being just hearsay, being just, you know, conceptual. But what they're trying to do right now is take their concepts, take this hearsay, and attack the Republicans and force the Republicans to push a vote um, to bring in their witnesses. And guys, realistically, this is uncalled for. If you look at the way Nancy Pelosi went about the House, if you look at the way they did this in the House, it was the most biased in most self-serving and partisan impeachment we've ever seen in this country. And if you look at uh, the impeachment of Trump and you look at what was different from Trump to other people, it was huge. It was a major issue. And I think that, you know, the Democrats didn't even have to deal with this. We had the impeachment that went down with Clinton. And to be honest, guys, not only has this been biased and partisan and a witch hunt, but this has been a continual witch hunt. And if we look back to 1999, to Clinton's impeachment, 55 Republicans voted for impeachment, 45 Democrats voted against. Same thing that, you know, we did to Clinton, they're doing to Trump. And I can completely understand why the Democrats feel the way they do. I know that they feel they have no other way to win. I completely understand what's going through their heads. But at the same time, this isn't how you win elections. Now we look back and we look at exactly what had happened for a vote to approve trial rules. There were 100 votes, that was 100 votes, majority Democrat, when it hit the Senate. And uh, Clinton, of course, never fully got impeached in the U.S. Senate. Now, the vote in the House for Trump, we've had 53 Republicans vote to approve House rules, 47 Democrats vote against it. Same, similar situation, um, literally almost identical with the way the party breakdown is. But it's just a major, major interesting way of looking at things. So um, looking back to 98, on December 11th of 98, the Judiciary Committee approved the impeachment articles on Clinton. And on December 13th of 2019, the Judiciary Committee approved the uh, impeachment rules on Trump. And as those rules move forward, just as they did in the Clinton trials, just as they had done in the House, we will proceed under those rules. And that's what this is about. And I love how the Democrats, now that it's out of the House, out of their control, are trying to not only politicize this, but they're trying to criminalize this. Um, for any of you who've done impeachment research, 
uh, guys, anybody who knows anything about impeachments, we'd know firsthand that an impeachment is not a criminal hearing. Yes, um, there can be charges pressed after the impeachment if he is fully impeached, even if he's not fully impeached, if there is a criminal investigation launched. But it's come to light in recent weeks, guys, that not only is this non-criminal, is this entire thing BS, but it's come to light that the FBI illegally tapped Trump. The FBI illegally tapped others using taxpayer dollars, our money. And um, the question came up today, actually, as if, you know, hey, did any of that funding come from the Pentagon? And we're waiting to hear the response to that. And that in and of itself shows you the unjust, biased way the Democrats are trying to handle this impeachment, guys. And it's completely uncalled for. I think that it's a total sham and joke. I'd love to hear some of your opinions. But as we see it now, this impeachment is the biggest joke in U.S. history. And it's going to continue on here for a few more days and hopefully get to a vote and end prior to the election season. But the Democrats are trying to win. We're going to go on break and I'll get with you when I get back. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. Mike Frizzalone is running for the 3rd Congressional District in the state of Illinois. Mike has a proven leadership record and has been a taxpayer watchdog and a constitutional supporter. Vote Mike Frizzalone, Illinois 3rd Congressional District, in the March 17th primary this year. You can learn more at frizzaloneforcongress.com. It's F-R-I-C-I-L-O-N-E-F-O-R-C-O-N-G-R-E-S-S dot com. Rizzalonewarcongress.com. Hey, guys, it's Brandon Harris, the tattooed conservative, back with you guys. You can follow me at backslash Brandon Harris on Facebook, the tattooed conservative or backslash Brandon Harris TC on Twitter. And you can follow the weekly deplorable on Facebook at the weekly deplorable, or you can go to www.freedommovementusa.com and you can go on there and type in podcast and our backslash podcast page shall pop up. But guys, I was actually just talking a little bit about, you know, the impeachment and what's been going on and how the Democrats want to see fair. And I laugh because they claim that they want fairness, but they're not being fair themselves. They were not fair in the congressional trial. There was no fairness for the president of the United States. There wasn't anything fair. And now that they're not in the control, now that they don't have, you know, their hands on this actual impeachment, they don't have the control of it. They are uh, doing things that are out of the norm. Schiff earlier today called Trump wrathful and vindictive. And, you know, I think that Trump tweeting on Schiff earlier today wasn't so much wrathful and vindictive as it was, you know, pointing out the fact that Adam Schiff is a lost politician looking to get his name out there, looking for a cause. And I think Schiff himself should be unseated. I personally think if they have the you know power and ability to impeach a man like Donald Trump on no evidence whatsoever, we should have the power and the ability to ask these folks to step down. And I think they really should. Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, anyone who has spent U.S. taxpayer money sitting here making up you know fake accusations time and time and time again, using this as a way to try to control our duly elected president, and, you know, win an election is sad. And uh, Trump tweeted earlier today, and it just cracked me up, guys, and you'll probably get a laugh out of this. Shifty Adam Shift is a corrupt politician and probably a very sick man. He has not paid the price yet for what he has done to our country. 
And I retweeted that almost instantaneously and gave it a thumbs up. And I gave it a thumbs up because it's the truth, guys. Adam Schiff has continually prolonged this process. Schiff has gone time and time again from Congress to the Senate, and he has fought tooth and nail to make this the longest, most overdrawn, overdrawn out impeachment of a president of the United States the American citizens and American people have ever seen. For those of um, us who have lived through two impeachments now, this is a piece of U.S. history. This has only been done a handful of times before. And Adam Schiff seems to think this is his personal playground, right, along with Pelosi and Schumer. He wants to last minute shove in a resolution here, shove in a resolution there, bring witnesses out of the woodwork, guys. Where were these witnesses? Where was this information when the trial happened or the impeachment hearings, I should say, happened in Congress? They weren't there. Where are these witnesses going to be? Now that they know they're losing, popping up and materializing everywhere. So, guys, I'm going to go to my local mall tomorrow. And you see what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab myself a handful of witnesses. And I'm going to head to D.C. And I'm going to demand that we hear my witnesses. And we're going to talk about Pelosi. We're going to talk about AOC, Ileana Omar. We're going to talk about Schiff. And we're going to talk about all of these goofballs. And let's see how well that works. Because that's exactly what these guys are doing. They have time and time again gone in, sat down, had private meetings, had open sessions, had private sessions, said, hey, we've got another witness. We've got this. We've got that. Nothing has ever come to fruition, guys. If nothing's come to fruition, then why are we wasting our time on an impeachment trial that has cost us hundreds of millions of dollars? Agree with it or not, the liberal media can tell me and tell every other conservative out there that we're wrong on our facts. I'm going to be straight with the American people, and I'm going to be straight with my listeners today. This impeachment trial, I can promise you, in years to come, 20 years down the line, we will see the hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money spent so that the Democrats could have a chance to win the 2020 presidential nomination. And the sad thing is, we have over a thousand candidates. It was actually noted today in the Washington Examiner, the Republicans have a thousand candidates in the United States right now for House. It's the first time ever that we've had a thousand people register to run for the House, register to run for Congress. And it's all based on this biased partisan impeachment. The Democrats are trying to destroy our party. And just like Obama, Schiff, Pelosi, and Schumer are building us up. I think they're really just like wanting to see us succeed this year, guys. It is 2020. This is a Republican year. We have the best president I've seen in my lifetime. And Donald Trump will be acquitted of these charges. We will win the 2020 election, guys. And we will continue to move forward and make America great. Keep America great and focused on the future, guys. I will be back here shortly, guys. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate y'all. When you think Will County, think Nick Vicarello for County Executive. Nick's a constitutionalist, former police officer, and former police chief. You can learn more about Nick at www.picknick2020.com. And we're back, guys. Thanks so much for sticking with me through two segments here. We really appreciate it. This is Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative on the Weekly Deplorable, guys. Every week you can tune in from 8 to 9.30 at night. You will hear my new show. It is pre-recorded, though we will be doing live call-ins. If you guys want to call in 
early every Sunday for the show until we get this thing airing live here in a few weeks. Guys, we were just talking about the impeachment. We were talking about Adam Schiff, talking about the way things are going today in D.C., what's going on in D.C. and why D.C. is just not in a solid state, let alone a solid state of mind right now. For the first time in U.S. history, we have an impeachment that literally has zero merit. With Bill Clinton, there was at least um, past accusations of drug use, narcotic trafficking, um, sexual allegations. And I truly, firmly don't believe that Bill Clinton should have been impeached for his sexual allegations. Though that is not morally acceptable, I firmly feel as a uh, human being and a U.S. citizen, it's not my business what he does in his private life. It's not my business what Trump does in his private life. What my business is is the United States and overall where we're at as a nation where the health of our nation is at. And guys, more so now than ever, if you really look at Trump's accomplishments, if you really look and you know you put all the partisan thought process to the side and you look at where our nation's at, I don't care what you tell me. I don't care how you come up with your theory. Under Obama, under you know even Bush, and under Clinton, this country suffered some major issues. And I look at a list of Trump accomplishments, guys, and I can't help but to think, wow, We've had a really awesome four years with a great U.S. president. We've had a 4.2% growth in the second quarter of 2018 for the first time, more than a decade. Our growth is projected to, you know, get over 3% over the calendar year. We've had 4 million new jobs that have been created since the election, more than 3.5 million since Trump took office. More Americans are employed now than ever before in our history. Um, the jobless claims are at an all-time low, nearly five-decade low for um unemployment. We've got the economic achievements that most people couldn't even imagine going on here in the United States. Unemployment claims a 50-year low. African Americans, Hispanics, and Asian Americans employment rate has recently reached record lows as well. The African American unemployment rate reached a record low of 5.9% in May of 2018. Our Hispanic unemployment rate reached 4.5%, and our Asian American unemployment rate reached a record low of 2%. Our women's unemployment rate, guys, is at the all-time low for 65 years, and it dropped to 3.6% in May of 2018. It's the lowest it's been since October of 1953. So if you guys think about this, that's the lowest it's been in most of our lifetimes. And if somebody's listening to our show and you were around at that period of time, please, by all means, don't take offense. I'm 30 years old. I'm just saying, guys. And um, if you look at the first day of Trump's impeachment, you saw the attention this impeachment drew in the Senate. There was 11 million viewers on six different TV networks. Those included ABC, CBS, NBC, and others that aired this impeachment. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, 11.1 million viewers, guys. And now what does that tell you? Do you think that's 11.1 million far-left radical um, socialist Democrats watching the impeachment? No. I do feel there were probably a couple million of those. Maybe, you know, we can give them an all-time high and say 5 million watched. That still leaves 6 million people on the table that know exactly what Adam Schiff is doing, that know exactly what Pelosi is doing, that see the Democrats hiding the Biden family, hiding their connections to the Ukraine issues, hiding Obama in his illegal use of our FBI, the illegal tapping of the president of the United States before he was even the president, the use of U.S. taxpayer dollars for campaigning prior to him even being brought up for impeachment, prior to there ever needing to be an investigation. Guys, the Democrats have been going at this damn thing since Barack Obama did his last term and they saw Trump as a threat. This isn't a new thing. This isn't a newly planned out impeachment. This isn't a newly planned out attack. This is the only way that the establishment 
far left Democratic Party can see to getting out of using force to remove Trump in 2020. They have used the threats of violence. They've continually pushed forward that we need to have violence. We need to strike back. Different um, party members across the country are dropping hints and threats asking people to commit acts of violence. And we'll cover that a bit in the next segment, guys. But realistically, this is a dangerous and critical time in U.S. history. And us as citizens, left, right, or in between, need to see through the BS going on in D.C. Guys, I really thank you guys for sticking with us. We will be tuning back in here after the break um, for another segment, guys. And we will start talking about in that segment exactly what we just covered. When you think of the future of Illinois, think Eric Wallace. Eric Wallace is running for Illinois State Senate. Eric Wallace is a doctor, a minister, and a longtime resident of his district. Think Eric Wallace for Illinois. www.wallaceforillinois.net. So guys, in the last segment, we moved on from the impeachment to uh, other things within the impeachment and talking about the, you know, far leftist and the call for violence in the wake of uh, Trump not being impeached or the fact that Trump ever became president to begin with. Left wing violence has increased by 250 percent since the final days of the Obama administration. In the immediate aftermath of Donald Trump being elected, CNN broadcasted a non-spontaneous set up piece with Lilly, who said, We cannot just do rallies. We have to fight back. There will be casualties on both sides. There will be people who have to die to make changes in this world. Sorry, guys. But when you think about that, when you really truly think about that statement, you think about the fact that CNN, a national news media source, is releasing that statement. That is really scary. It's um, extremely intimidating. And if we look at the statistics, as of March 2019... 334 reported hate crimes have been committed against Trump supporters. Democrat leaders such as Obama and Clinton and the machine refuse to condemn hate and violence. They pay for these ads and they pay for these protests. People like Soros are paying to, you know, allow people to be attacked. And it's just sad. It's a sad state that our nation is in. And you look at people who are just afraid to lose friends in today's modern world with politics. It was uh, proven on a statistic with the Pew Research Center that was founded in 2017, that 47% of people thought that their friendships would be in danger. They voted for Trump. 13% of Republicans thought their friends would be in danger. They voted, or their friendships would be in danger if they had voted for Clinton. This is a continual increase that people are fearing violence. And um, a Rasmussen report that came out in July of 2019 surveyed 76% of Americans feared political violence. 56% of Americans feared political violence would come from the left. The left-wing violence, the support of violence, continued from the 2017 era into our current sitting time and placement, guys. And when we're looking at things like, you know, Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her Twitter threats to murder Rep. Steve Scalise, we look at these threats that have been coming out on the president, these threats that have been coming out from people across the country, When it comes to Trump, it is a scary and dangerous time period to be a politician, to be a conservative, or to be an activist. Um, Conservative activist was punched in the face on UC Berkeley campus, and at least one 
Berkeley employee publicly celebrated the act of violence. An 81-year-old New Jersey man was attacked because he was wearing a MAGA hat. An illegal immigrant from Brazil attacked a man wearing a MAGA hat in Massachusetts. This is just continual, continual, continual violence on Trump supporters and MAGA supporters. And now, with that all being said, we have got elected officials calling for violence. We've got elected officials calling for violence against our president, violence against our people. And it is just sad. It is sad to see what is going on in today's world. It is sad to see that our elected officials are no better. And it's just really sad to see that we're pushing people for a time and place where war on our own soil could be a possibility. Do we want that? No. Do we see it happening in the near future? No. But if we keep pushing this way, if we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to end up in a really bad place. We're going to end up in a split nation with a possible another civil war for no reason. And it's sad to see these things going. And, you know, you've got a list of just Democratic candidates and incumbents and, you know, politicians that have been around for years making threats recently. Um, if you look at things like in June, California Rep. Maxine Waters called... Uh, threats and attacks on Trump team members. She said, you see anybody from the cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out, you create a crowd, and you push back on them, and you tell them you're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Now, we're not welcoming people because of political affiliation, and you're telling me the Republicans are biased? Get a life, guys. This is just a ridiculous travesty of what once used to be the solid Democrats versus the solid Republicans. The far left is taking control. The moderate conservatives or the blue-collar conservatives, blue-dog conservatives as we once called them, are wearing out. This is not your father's Democratic Party, guys. This is an organization of people who is using terror, lies, threats, and our tax dollar to control the mindset of the American populace. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative. We'll be back after the break, guys. I really appreciate your support, and I really appreciate you all for listening. Be back shortly. Hey, guys, Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative, coming back to you on the weekly deplorable from 8 to 9.30. You can hear the Tattooed Conservative every Sunday night. Guys, we've been talking about the uh, Trump impeachment. We've been talking about Adam Schiff. We've talked about the violence with the Democratic Party and what's going on today, guys. Not yesterday, not last week, but today in the United States. And I wanted to cover a topic that really irked me. Earlier on this last uh, month, we heard and learned that the FBI had illegally tapped Donald Trump's phone during the campaign elections in 2016 prior to him even being the president. This is what led into their impeachment. This is what they did knowing that they had no shot of beating the man. They started breaking law to do so. And Obama, in a phone call in 2016, called Trump a fascist to Senator Kane of Virginia. And now why this is important to me is because during that time, he knowingly broke the law knowingly asked others to break the law to set the current president, the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump up for failure. And it is yet to work. And this is what really makes me think a little bit deeper than most. So I'm going to read this directly from NBC. It's a um, center-left media source. It's not a far-right media source. This isn't the far-right extremists, as you know, liberals love to call us. This is direct from the mouth of the horrors. Obama called Trump a fascist during a phone call with Senator Kane said in a new Clinton film. 
That is the headline. This came out January 25th of 2020, and it was written by Daniel Arkin. Released yesterday, 5.58 p.m. Barack Obama called Donald Trump a fascist in a phone conversation with Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia during the 2016 presidential elections, Kaine says in a new clip featured in an upcoming documentary about Hillary Clinton. President Obama called me last night and said, Tim, remember, this is not time to be a purist. You've got to keep that fascist out of the White House. Kane says before adding with a laugh, Obama knew me and he knew I could tend to her. Clinton replied, nodding. I echo that sentiment. She then put her hands to her chest and says, but that's really the weight of our responsibility is so huge. Now, guys, if you think about this, if you think about the Clintons who have been now implicated in dozens and dozens of suicides and dozens and dozens of deaths, implicated in the Jeffrey Epstein case, implicated as Jeffrey Epstein's suicide suddenly happened out of nowhere and now looks more like a homicide. You think about Obama. You think about President Barack Obama, who had Rod Blagojevich, along with other Democrats, thrown away. They locked him up, tossed out the key, hid the tapes from the sale of the Illinois Senate seat Obama once held. And now you look at what is going on in the actual light Obama's associated with people like the Clintons, people like J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, who was the guy trying to buy the seat in the beginning from Rod Blagojevich in Illinois. You look at all these interwoven connections, and then you look at the now brought up information, the illegal tapping of cell phones, the illegal use of taxpayer dollars, the illegal use of defense dollars for the United States of America to play with our political system. I'm more worried about the Democrats here interfering with our elections than I am the Russians. I'm more worried about people on our own soil causing harm through our election cycles than I am of foreigners. In a day and age where we live in a place like the United States of America, which is the freest nation on the planet, one of the most well-regarded nations on the planet, and we now have flaws that are coming about in our own election system, why, I ask you, have we allowed this to go on? Why, I ask, have the Democrats been allowed to continue the charade for over a year and a half? Technically, almost four years, if you count since the day he was elected. But really, the last year and a half, they've lived on the charade. They've cost us even more money. And it's just come out in recent weeks that Chicago has got illegal immigrants that had voted. Our election system had failed. Across the country, we have Democrats setting up illegal election rigging systems. We've got people trying to do away with the Constitution. Virginia trying to do away with our Second Amendment rights. We as people are standing idly by as we watch this impeachment and pull our attention directly to what's going on on national TV and hang on every word from scumbags like Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, and Schumer, and they're not looking at the fact that across the country, guys, across the United States of America, our rights are being trampled on, our freedom of speech, our Second Amendment right to own a firearm and protect our household, our Constitution in general, is slowly but surely being trampled on by the liberal left, the Democratic Party, and I go even farther and say the extreme left, the Socialist Democrats, guys. Tune in with me for my last segment here shortly. Thank you so much. Guys, it's Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative. 
I really want to thank you guys who have stuck with me. For those of you who haven't, we've now covered uh, statements made by Obama in 2016 that have recently come to light. We've covered the FBI's illegal use of phone tapping on our current sitting POTUS. We've covered the impeachment and Adam Schiff, the Democrats calling for violence, guys. And now, guys, what I want to talk about for a little bit of time here is what's after the impeachment sham? What comes after this impeachment being done and over with? Where are we going to be as a country? Um, over the last four years and through the Obama administration, his eight years in office, we saw our nation split. We first saw it with the police and we saw it with the Black Lives Matter movement. By all means, black, white, green, yellow, or purple, everybody's lives matter. By all means, there is racism still in this country that needs to be sorted out. There are racial biases in city living areas. There are young men and women who die every year due to this. But Obama allowed, in my opinion and many others' opinions, the country to backtrack. We backtracked so much so that we went from being a nation of acceptance, a nation that understood one another, a nation who for the most part was on the same page, to a hateful nation with a hateful rhetoric. And guys, we're not gaining any ground currently with the way things are going. We're not reducing the hate we're not reducing the violence. We're not reducing the thought process of most young Americans who don't know what to vote for by continuing to allow people like Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, AOC, Schiff, and other leaders to dictate what it is that we focus on in our lives, to expand and extend illegal practices to win an election, guys. We're at a time in our life, we're at a time in our nation where our nation is facing the ultimate test. If the feather weighs out, we're done. If the feather doesn't weigh out, we may have a chance to fix this. Thankfully for President Trump, for the American people, for those who voted for him, and for our country, it's looking as though the feather is going to weigh out this time. But what's next? What comes after the sham? What is the next thing the Democrats are going to come up with to try to regain control and regain powers? What else can they give away for free? What else can we burden on the U.S. taxpayer? How much longer can the U.S. taxpayers stand idly by as their country is torn to shreds by elected Democratic officials who have spent 20, 30, and 40 years in office living off of our tax dollar? That's the question I tonight wanted to leave you with. That, for me, is the ultimate question when it comes down to what is going to happen with the future of the United States of America. We're in a time where statues are being torn down. History is being destroyed. The youth are being controlled. The minds of the youth are being controlled. The liberal left is indoctrinating our students at a very young age and on to college. As we look at kids and we look at people like Micah Brodsky, who does a show right here on our station, she talks about when she does a research paper, how they indoctrinate our youth with this liberal leftism. They don't teach both sides. They're not teaching history. They're not teaching fairly. The liberal left is not only controlling our media, they're not only controlling our education system, 
but they're controlling the very shape and form of a country that was founded on the right to the pursuit of happiness and civil liberties, that was founded on the Constitution of the United States of America, guys. Our founding fathers would not be proud of this. Our founding fathers would be sick. If you look at things like what I listened to on the day the articles of impeachment were brought up to Senate, you listen to somebody like my Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, you listen to things that he said, it made me very sick. Dick went to the Senate, asked them to push forward with this, and asked them to do it their way because it was the right way. And in my opinion, in my thought process, all you're telling me is we're corrupt, we want to continue to be corrupt, and this man's getting in the way. So I leave you with that tonight, guys. I thank you for tuning in to my very first full episode of The Tattooed Conservative, and I really look forward to talking to you guys coming on next week, Sunday, from 8 to 9.30 p.m., Check us out, and we will be back. www.freedommovementusa.com, the weekly deplorable.